0: Narration is such a wonderful method for learning. Read or listen to a passage from a living book and then retell that passage in your own words. That skill sets your student up for self-educating her entire life, but it gets even better. That skill also prepares your student for written composition, because at some point your student will be ready to take the next step in narrating and transition to writing her narrations. It's an important milestone. So let's talk about that process. Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer. I find it enlightening that Charlotte Mason referred to oral narration as oral composition. When you think about it, that's exactly what it is. When you are given the assignment to write a composition, do you immediately start writing? No. First you do a lot of mental work. You review what you know about the topic. You determine what points you want to cover and in what order. You sometimes mix in your own opinion on a certain aspect of that topic. And then you try to hold on to those thoughts and put them together into coherent sentences and finally write them down. That's a lot of mental work before the pencil ever touches the paper. And Charlotte Mason recognized that important mental work. At the same time, she recognized that young students would hit an additional mountain of mental work once the pencil did touch the paper. Students in grades 1 through 3 usually have to focus on how to form the letters they are writing, when to put in a capital letter or a period or a question mark, plus they are still learning how to spell most of the words they are writing. Charlotte realized that if the student turned the focus of her mind onto those mechanics, the mental process of working with the knowledge itself—the narrating and making personal relations with that knowledge—would suffer. So in grades 1–3, through we keep the mental process but remove the written challenge from narration. Those early elementary students focus on oral narration or oral composition. Then once the student is confident with handwriting, is reading at about a fourth grade level, and has become comfortable and fluent in oral narration, you can take the next step and introduce written narration. That transition usually begins when the student is 10 years old, or about fourth grade. Now keep in mind that important word, transition. This is a process. When your student hits fourth grade, you start to gradually require some written narration. And as she grows and enters higher grade levels, The requirement can gradually grow with her, just as with so many of Charlotte's methods. Let me show you how I like to make that gradual transition. It seems to work well to require one written narration per week in fourth grade, two written narrations per week in fifth and sixth grades, three written narrations per week in seventh and eighth grades four written narrations per week in 9th and 10th grades, and five written narrations per week in 11th and 12th grades. Now That doesn't mean that your student is doing only those written narrations. You still require oral narrations for the rest of your narration lessons during the week. Oral narration continues through all the grades. Even as the number of written narrations increases, keep giving your student practice in that mental process, even for lessons when she's not writing them down. She's still required to narrate, but now you can sometimes ask for oral narration and sometimes for written narration. Don't be surprised if it takes a little while for your student to find her feet with written narration. It can be difficult to capture your thoughts and get them onto paper. Sometimes your student might have beautiful, flowing oral narrations, but then when you ask her to write one, you get just a couple of stilted sentences. That's quite normal during this transition time. Be patient. Give grace. One thing you can do if your student gets writer's block looking at a sheet of blank paper is to have her start narrating orally, as she's used to, and you write down what she's saying. Then when she's almost to the end—remember, you've been listening to her narrate orally for quite some time, and you probably have a pretty good feel for when she's winding down. So when she's just a sentence or two from the end, stop writing and hand the paper to her. Tell her to just finish it up well, chances are she already knows what she wants to say. She's probably just waiting for you to catch up. So adding that final sentence or two won't seem as intimidating. Then, as you continue to practice over the weeks and she gets more comfortable, you can stop your part of the writing sooner and sooner and increase the part that she writes little by little till eventually she's writing the whole thing. Let me give you one more word of advice about written narration. Consider all written narrations as rough drafts. They are not polished compositions. And it is not your job to get out your red pen and bleed all over them. Your student will be learning the mechanics of spelling and punctuation and capitalization and grammar through her dictation and grammar lessons over the years, and you will most likely see growth in those areas over time. But don't expect your student's written narrations to be polished compositions. Once your student hits the high school years, you can help her select one draft per week and work together to edit and polish and turn it into a finished composition. But in the meantime, in grades 4 through eighth, give your student plenty of opportunity and encouragement to just capture her thoughts and get them onto paper. That's written narration. I'll leave links in the description to two resources that will help you with making the transition. Your Questions Answered Narration gives you lots of practical help in all aspects of narrating, both oral and written. And then the book Know and Tell goes more in-depth on how to work with your high school student to turn her written narrations into compositions. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time.